What is up, everybody? I am Ant, and I am joined by my good friend and co-host, my man. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, this is Tyler Peters, and uh, I'm just happy to be with Ant, and uh, we're going to talk some uh, Raw as War. And uh, what an interesting time, as we mentioned off air right before starting to record the program, Ant. Yeah. There's just a lot to uh, dive into on this particular episode. I'm excited because it happened in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm just down the road about 45 minutes from the Music City. So I, that's another reason I'm excited to uh, discuss and break it down, much like DX would say, this episode of Raw. Yes, I'm excited to break it down, like you said. Uh, so this episode of Raw, is, it's actually our Attitude Years, episode 27. Um and we're covering Raw's War, May 18th, 1998, in Nashville, Tennessee. You are the only 10 I see. There you go. Yeah, I'm I'm the only Tennessean, I guess, representing actually on the podcast, Uncensored. And I'll tell you what, if you've listened to uh, the episode from last week, you know how uncensored it can get. I mean, I mm-hmm. didn't even realize we were recording. We were live. And that was here I am just talking, you know, uh, in general. And, and you're like... Uh, the red light's on, Tyler. So we all had a good hey, laugh about I it. Think, did you say where you said, I think you said what? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did the Austin. Hey, I think that was later, but I did what? What'd you say? What'd you say? Let me open up a can on you, bud. You're you know, shook it, man. Well, yeah, yeah. we have a, uh, um, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Well, Mom. see there, there you go. Hey, my mother's Thank a great, Mom. hey, listen, we are live. We're live, pal. <laughs> it'd be funny if like she calls again then that will be a joke like, well that will be a good running joke i mean don't feel bad when you when your mom calls while you're trying to record stop me, it mom yeah we're just having fun it's live things happen i've heard even the uh the big time podcasts have their, their issues and to me this is big time <laughs> no you're like oh shit <laughs> big time the peter gabriel song oh yeah i know i and you always segue nicely and we're gonna have to cue those uh songs up at some points yeah big time yeah big Um, time sing it man that's what the audience wants you to kind of do more karaoke i feel yeah well i mean i think i think half of the audience are gonna go get deaf if they continue to to want that um that's that's just part of a storyline to me if they're they're gonna go deaf uh we'll just have to not wish that but i mean we can't help it are we held responsible well we are uncensored so i mean they they know that going into it so it's kind of like the whole little caution warning before it's in their contract so yeah. you know they you know talk to attorneys i mean we we can't help you we're we're only here to entertain everybody everybody yeah I know now uh, the Backstreet Boys are creeping back in and, and we wanted to leave them alone, but I, I said, everybody, <laughs> I said, right, a key you word. said you were a Backstreet Boy. <laughs> well, don't remind. <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed so loud in the mic, but I couldn't help it. I I'm glad I didn't have a drink in my mouth. I would have spit it out out of laughter. Yeah. Uh, I, I, where were we? I mean, Backstreet Boys threw me about, off. Um, well, speaking, you know, it's funny because we're talking about the Backstreet Boys, but the boys that we're going to talk about are Vince McMahon, Cheryl Briscoe, and Pat Patterson. Imagine them if they were dancing and singing. And they were singing everybody. That would be classic. Vince McMahon. Everybody. everybody. There. Yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> crickets and crickets. Yeah. I mean, you could see Vince trying to do it, though. 
you could just yeah, see it. Yeah, Vince like, would do it just like that because he'd think yeah. that everyone was really into it. He's like, stand back, everybody. Come on, Pat. I was Pat, listening Gerald. to us the other day, and I, I was laughing at the uh, – I we I think I made a comment along the lines of that Vince McMahon stole the whole raspy voice from Luna Vachon because he he I think he did I think you know Luna we always think of maybe Road Warrior Animal but Vince yeah. did have a that uh, that type of voice like when he introduces was, the people he does it's like WrestleMania WrestleMania. It's like, okay, may, maybe if they go on Ancestry, maybe Luna and, and the McMahon family, the Vachans, are somehow tied together. I don't know. Where were we again? Well, we were talking about Vince McMahon and Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson. That's my voice. Isn't that cool? I, I like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a different Vince McMahon. But, I, hey, to each their own, and I enjoy that. Oh, I do that again. Yeah, I, I want to see how, how often. Yeah. Okay. Um Vince McMahon, Gerald Briscoe, <laughs> There you go. Folks, he did it, and I didn't have to cue him. I mean, he and is so versatile with his talents. It's amazing. Yeah, cannoli. I could use one of those. Send those down south. We, we don't have the good Italian f- uh, food up there like in Connecticut, New York, or Chicago, all your big cities. And, and I'll say that, and I'm sure Nashville's got some nice places. Uh, who knows? Well, speaking of Nashville, maybe Vince, Briscoe, and Patterson can try some of that. But before they do, Vince comes out, and they all say, Vince says, as a result of my devastating clothesline delivered to Stone Cold Steve Austin last week, it is rumored he suffered a mild concussion. He might try to exact extract revenge against my associates and I. If he did, what happened last week will be nothing compared to tonight. For Stone Cold Steve Austin's protection, I have barred Stone Cold Steve Austin from the arena. Um, He says, you might find this videotape a little humorous as Stone Cold Steve Austin actually tried against the arena earlier in the night. So we see Stone Cold, uh, the security guard telling Austin he's not allowed into the arena. And Stone Cold says, one way or another, I will get in. And then we see Vince McMahon back in the ring. Yeah, he promised he would. He promised he was. He would. Wow. Hello. That whole little voice thing just fucked me up, man. That's perfect. <laughs> I know. I now you're going to be so screwed up with all the Vince McMahonisms. Yeah. But yeah, Stone Cold. Uh, now you're throwing me off. I'm trying to add a thought and uh, trying to be professional. But hey, we're having fun, everyone. And uh, I'll tell you what. I, I'm glad Austin threatened the guy. That made me mad. Don't rob the fans of Stone Cold Steve Austin entering the building, especially Nashville, buddy. I know you're trying to do your job. I know McMahon paid you. But we want to see one of the hottest stars of all time, and that is Steve Austin. Because that's the bottom line, son, because I said so. i got to work on the Austin impersonation, but I tried. That's right. You tried. So Vince introduces the next WWF champion, Dude Love, who comes out in a suit again. And Dude Love says, Mr. McMahon, it seems ironic as my as May 31st draws closer, as Stone Cold Steve Austin's reign as champion comes to an end, that the dude becomes stronger, younger, and handsomer every day. He says, May 31st will be a night where dreams come true for all of us. Briscoe, it will be your your hand that ends Stone Cold Steve Austin's title reign. Pat, it will, Pat will announce me as a new champion, and it will be my dreams come true when Vince, your strong and sensitive hand will hit the mat one, two, three. 
you will raise my hand as new WWF champion. That was a sweet moment uh, between Dude Love and Vince McMahon. I can confirm a lot of women had Dude Love's poster, especially with the suit and, and the clean look that Michael Cole alluded to. He was, uh, I mean, Dude Love, even in this incarnation, was uh, really over with the women. Yeah, I mean, the women were loving him, man, big time. Uh, speaking of women loving someone, Vince introduces Dustin Reynolds down to the ring. And uh, does, Vince says, unfortunately, Dustin had knee surgery, but you'll be fine. He says, you blame me for your problems with your dad and your wife. I gave you gold dust. You want to throw it all away to prove yourself. I'll let dude love. I'll let you do that tonight. If you can beat dude love, then you'll be named the new number one contender and fight Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you don't beat Dude Love, I won't pay you for 30 days, but you will still have to work. Runnels accepts and nails Dude Love. However, Pat Powers and Briscoe and Dude attack Runnels until they are separated. So a big promo here, but uh, we're going to see Runnels yeah. versus Dude Love. What do you think of that? I, I thought it's the way to build up the angle. It, it got, had a lot of excitement because you didn't expect Reynolds, you know, Dustin Rhodes to deck dude love. You, you would figure he would be mad, but it's one way he can get his revenge on uh, the man of love. Uh, speaking of dude love and then for Briscoe and Patterson to jump him and, and them all to triple team uh, Rhodes was, uh, was pretty memorable. I mean, it stood out and, and then McMahon making him feel bad. I mean, that's typical, Mr. McMahon, especially even back in 98. So I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good. It's the way to open up a show. you got to have a important enough storyline that fans are going to go, oh, wow, we didn't expect it. You know what I mean? Just kind of the unexpectancy of it all. Yeah. Um, I feel you 100%. Um, it's exciting to see more events, more of his evil side come out, and we'll get there later on too. More. I'm very glad he's uh, showing that evil side. It's about time. I mean, the, everybody's kind of knew it behind the scenes, but now Vince is showing us in front of the camera. And I, I'm just kind of kidding about that. I don't really know Vince McMahon, but just to uh, try to freshen up things on my end, I thought I'd, you know, try. Well, Speaking of trying, someone's trying against the arena. We don't know who it is yet. Jerry the King Lawler has someone under a blanket. And uh, he's telling the person, keep hiding behind me. Uh, he tells Jerry that this person is supposed, to, is supposed to protect Jerry Lawler from the Undertaker after last week's attack. We come back and King finds the person under the blanket on a phone. And he yells at them, don't wander away from me. Wander away from me. So it's pretty funny. We don't know who it is. It you is know. comical. We will find out eventually what it is, but so far it's funny seeing the the shenanigans of a king and the person under the Lawler was so great. I mean, I know people can look back and say, well, this was kind of uh, a little silly, but it's the little things about the way they were betraying the characters and and the overall storylines and everything. Don't mean to sound redundant there, but with Jerry Lawler, it was a way to kind of uh, always be planning and thinking of ahead to uh, get even with the undertaker or if it was stone cold steve austin i mean you just never knew what you were going to get with uh the war zone on raws well we again i'm going to segue we don't know what we're going to get but we will find out because val venus is going to be in action against scorpio tonight he's making his in-ring it's debut. about time val 
that's right after weeks it's been like after since after wrestlemania i think he uh has been uh having his promos show up but here are some quick notes on the match venus with two running clotheslines in the corner to scorpio scorpio nails a kick and then a slam and then a spinning splash which gets a two count venus nails a bridging german which gets a two Scorpio misses a moonsault and Venus nails a money shot and gets a three count. So Val Venus is victorious in his first match on Raw's War. What did you think of Val Venus in ring work? We saw his promo, so we know how he is, uh, you know, talking. What did you think of his in ring ability? I think Val Venus actually is very talented. Uh, set aside his gimmick, uh, it was for the times. I mean, uh, that's why it was Attitude Era. Uh, Scorpio. Same deal. Uh, very multiverse uh, individual concerning his wrestling ability. I just felt like some of the matches, and I know we kind of pointed this out on the last episode, kind of uh, were underwhelming. They, it was probably due to the time uh, constraints. Everything just didn't always have to have a purpose or reason behind it. But for it to be his debut, uh, when talking about Val Venus, and even with an opponent like Scorpio here, uh, I don't know. I just I was a little bit disappointed with the effort here. And it's not that both guys didn't work hard. It was just the result was not very satisfying. And I know that's kind of comical when we're talking about Val Venus's gimmick, uh, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I feel like they these matches are just put on just to further a situation rather than just to have on a match. So I feel you, my friend. Uh, That's a good point. We go backstage and we see Stone Cold Steve Austin talking to a security guard and he ends up beating the crap out of the security guard. He talks. What did that poor security guard do? I mean, I I wouldn't have took the job if I knew Stone Cold Steve Austin was threatening me. He should have done the easy way, but he wanted to do, he wanted to take the beating. And I'm sure he got paid some good money too. So, you know, he, he had got a lot of options. To a fucking, um, goodness gracious, a garage door. Then he gets stomped on. And then uh, Austin grabs a radio walkie-talkie and he says, Vince McMahon's ass is mine. And uh, we'll move right along because Stone Quinn ends up coming. Yeah, in. Austin's after McMahon. He's not yeah. going to keep him out of Nashville, out of the Music City, out of this building. He's coming for him. Coming Austin... For him. Like JR would say, business is picking up here. Well, business does pick up. Austin comes down to the ring and he says, You can damn well bet your last bomb dollar Stone Cold Steve Austin will be at over the edge. I want Vince McMahon, Pat Patterson, and Gerald Briscoe to bring their cowards' asses out here and let's settle it. I will destroy every camera until someone comes out. So then Vince comes out and he says, Who the hell do you think you are? This is my arena. Who do you think you are? Stone Cold says, I'm the person looking at three jackasses. <laughs> I want all your asses, and that's the only way I'll have it. Vince says, I don't go to a street fight in clothes like these. You want a street fight with three of us? Pat says, I want to get in the ring with you. You said I sucked. Well, I don't suck. Then Briscoe says, you don't call us stooges. I have respect for Mr. McMahon, and he allows me, and if he allows me, I'll kick your ass. Vince says, we don't want to put knots on your head, so you'll get two out of the three. We are the three musketeers, one for all, and I think, like, what is it? One for all and all for one. And it also uh, goes, something to all. that effect. 
he says, you all can go screw yourself. So we're going to get one of the two out of the three of them, boss McMahon, Patterson, or Briscoe is going to take on Stone Coast Steve Austin in a handicapped street fight. <laughs> I, I love, love it. I do too. I'm looking at three jackasses. I love well, that. and just those lines. And then, with, you know, Patterson and Briscoe, I mean, they're already legendary, but how good were they in these roles as they're legitimately awesome. being that close to Vince McMahon in real life? That's why people could believe it. That's what was the, uh, the wonderful dynamic between all three of the personalities, then adding dude love and then having stone cold, Steve Austin, who was just a monumental factor in the whole equation. I just, uh, thoroughly enjoy the antics of not just dx but also the stooges and to see them take on stone cold steve austin i'm kind of laughing but in a good way i thought was going to be just epic man i was uh i couldn't wait to get to the end of the show even though this had some uh solid segments but everybody was uh wanting to see what austin was gonna hand out to briscoe and patterson and i love the way briscoe said mcmahon mcmahon Uh, yeah that, that to me, uh, just, it was the icing on top of the cake. Yes. Well, we get an, another promo from Edge. I'm excited for him. Hopefully, we'll see him soon. Yeah, I can't wait to see the Edge uh, debut. I remember watching early on in his career, but I can't recall exactly when he debuted, and now I'm going to finally get that opportunity going back, revisiting uh, the Attitude Era years of Raw. So I'm very uh mm-hmm ecstatic about that yes you're going to see it soon we then see jerry lawler uh the the person that's with him that's under the blanket is supposed to get it's like getting makeup done he's like you don't need to get your makeup done uh you take care of me and i'll take care of you and then we we go yeah it's the banner i mean the way lawler and uh who we would find out later i'm not going to give it away yet because i'll I'll let you have that honor uh this was just vintage king and uh, he was going to try his best uh, to uh, fool everyone. And uh, I'll let you continue, but I, I'm just with you. So Sable comes out to the ring now, and Sable says, Mark, can you come out here, please? So then Mark Merrill comes out, and Sable says, I'm willing to let bygones be bygones. This can be an amicable split. Merrill says, I have your contract right here, and the contract says that you must do what I say, so you get in my corner or I'll sue you. So he's in control of Sable pretty much now. And uh, Terry Funk is going to take on Marvelous Mark Mero with Sable. We'll talk about the promo after the match. Uh, Funk sends Mero into the steps and nails a pile driver, which gets a two. The referee gets knocked out in the match and Mero nails a low blow. Mero hits a TKO, but Sable distracts the referee, allowing Terry Funk to nail a DDT on Mero, and gets, which gets the three-count victory for Terry Funk. So... Sable now having to honor this contract of uh, Miro being able to tell her what to do. What did you think about this? Uh, I thought it was just an, a way to uh, tie in Miro and Sable's issues on camera. Uh, this was, for what it uh, translated to the audience, pretty good. But I never thought Miro was able to achieve the level of superstardom in the WWF that he probably should have or could uh that was the unfortunate aspect to all of it but to see him take on terry funk how you broke that down i thought that was a good match uh but once again was it one that was going to be to austin's level no but to be fair and respectful to all these great athletes i mean how could it be 
mm-hmm. because you're talking about Austin. So that's an unfair comparison, but it put it into perspective, just the way, you know, the little nuances Sable actually, even though she's got that obligation to Marrow, she uh, cost, you know, was going to distract and try to do everything she could to make his life miserable. But, you know, as, as stated, did you say Funk won the match though, didn't he? He did because uh, uh, that's what I thought. I was about yeah. to say Marrow accidentally, but I thought, well, yeah. Sable distracted, and uh, you know, you have to forgive me. My memory, um, you're fine. Listen, it, it there's a lot, but this will help you. The 1 800 collect call rewind. Um, we see from last week Undertaker beating up King after King made those remarks about his mother and Paul Bearer the week before. Yeah, Undertaker wasn't gonna have it. No more mama jokes from uh, Bearer or Kane, he's had enough. We think our next match the DOA taking on LED 2000. Some notes, Hawk nails an enziguri to change his back. Um, Animal nails a powerbomb to Skull. And April ends up running in and rolling up Animal again. The twin brothers are able to use the fact that they're twins to uh, get the win over LED 2000. I'm not really impressed with this storyline between I was guys. about to say I was ready for this to be done probably a yeah. couple weeks ago. I mean, yeah. and I hate saying that because there's a lot of great wrestlers even including doa but this just i didn't feel that there was a chemistry here maybe i'm wrong because they were programmed a lot during this time frame i mean what were your thoughts i just that's my same sentiments i just didn't understand it the logic i guess is why we're keeping these guys together i guess it was more filler i just didn't care yeah it was just more filler i feel like people thought that maybe this would be a classic tag rivalry and it really didn't do anything um well, and I think that's where the tag team division was limited. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have a lot of tag teams, other, you know, the new age outlaws. And maybe I'm wrong on my recollection. Uh, that could be the why they had to go this uh, certain direction and why we just unfortunately had to see it every week. And yeah. we were growing tired of it. I mean, eventually yeah, it goes on and like this shit, like spoiler alert, lasts until October. So we're, we're on a, we're on a, we're on a whirlwind. So um, I might as well just get over it like the Eagles yeah. song and, and just roll with the, the punches because we're, we're going to get a lot of this yeah. still yet to come. Yeah. We then get um, a promo of Paul Bearer getting DNA tested to prove that he is the biological father of Kane, which uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Paul Bearer, this is what made him so vital to the, the brother uh, story with Kane and Undertaker taking the DNA test, wanting to validate that he is the daddy for Kane and another way he can stick it to Undertaker. I mean, to have the footage of him in the hospital with the doctor taking that that sample via the needle, uh, he was wanting to make sure people knew, hey, listen, I'll go to these lengths and uh, we'll find out later the answer. But I always loved how this evolved with uh, Kane and Undertaker. And I had messaged you, Ant, and told you and recommended go and watch the WWE rivals mm-hmm. it's undertaker and Kane and you'll love it because it very- as, as we're doing this, these episodes of raw, you can start, you know, imagining all this starting to uh, unfold it. Yeah. And it's all mm-hmm. part of it. So that's, what's cool about doing this show. And then with a and E doing the biographies and the Rivals series, yes. I mean, DX yeah. is in one. Yeah. yeah. You're killing the game, sir. Yeah. I checked out. It was good. It was very good. I enjoyed it. Uh, Oh, it was it, awesome. I had seen it before, but um, it, it was very good. I enjoy definitely recommend those shows. They're very good. Yeah, well done. 
Uh, so Jerry Lawler walks down with the mystery person and he joins commentary and he says he takes off the blanket and the person is revealed to be Al Snow, who again was kicked out of the arena last week. And uh, he joins the King on commentary and uh, King says, I will give Al your meeting with Vince. Um, he says, just, you know, make sure to keep me safe. And he makes Al Snow seat, seat will sit in the crowd. Yeah, he, he was having to command him like a kid. Uh, yeah. yeah, King cannot control Al Snow. He he just wanted a meeting with Vince McMahon is all that Al Snow and Head wanted. What a team they were. And then JR saying they were going to segue to something else. And it was, of course, part of it. The Al Snow kind of runs across, you know, the broadcast booth. Just very uh, cleverly done by Al Snow. I, I love this character he was portraying. Yeah, just a crazy. Uh, yeah, just off the wall, what? you know, a little bit nuts. But it you never knew what you were going to get next what was going to occur so that's what made everyone uh enjoy it even farther well, we're going to enjoy this one we have dude love with briscoe and patterson taking on dustin runnels if dustin loses he will work for free for three days if uh he wins he gets dude love's opportunity at over the edge for the title and here are some quick notes not a lot of action here do love sends dustin runnels into the steps uh briscoe distracts runnels allowing love to apply the mandible claw and uh, Runnels loses. So Runnels is now going to work for free. And Dude Love will still take on Stone Cold over the edge. Kind of feel like this match was just thrown together just to have a match. Because yeah, there's exactly. No, there's no, like, the implications weren't met. So it's kind of like, yeah. Just think about it. You've got Dude Love. You've got Dustin Reynolds. Both are, are great wrestlers. Both have the psychology. And then you add Briscoe and Patterson. And it's even a part of your biggest storyline with McMahon and Austin and Dude Love. Yeah. And it just... It didn't deliver. I, I was once again a little disheartened by what we got. Me too. Well, I'm also disheartened by this. We see Stone Cold Steve Austin getting arrested backstage. And Vince says, I'm glad they're going to take your ass away, which I'm assuming he's getting arrested because he wasn't allowed in the building. Sure. But what did Stone Cold ever do to Vince McMahon? I, I mean, for him to be arrested and they showed him in the cop car, I thought it was uh, brilliant because it it added the realism to it all. And that's what this uh, attitude years of Raw was trying to achieve. And, and they did that and more. They accomplished it. So much shit. And again, this is like, you know, we've seen Austin get put in the cock car before. But um, this is, you know, now we're like, uh-oh, what is this going to do for our match? Speaking of uh-oh, Kai and Ty attacked the Headbangers before their match tonight. And uh, we then get the match, the Headbangers taking on we never Kai get it, Ty. thanks to kind Ty. Those they're Those always so sneaky and quick. Bastards. Yeah, it's, leave it to them. Kind Ty with Funaki Yamaguchi san, and here are the notes. Yamaguchi san hits Trasher with a flagpole and chokes him with it. Dick Togo kneels a springboard cannonball. Uh Funaki sends Thrasher into the steps, and Kind Ty attack Mosh until Bradshaw and Takamishinoko run out and take out Kai and Ty. Kai and Ty get the DQ victory. This is a decent match. Um, these guys from Kai and Tai are awesome. A lot of them, I think, were from BWO Japan from ECW. Yeah, they originated in Japan. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What'd you think? No, no I think uh, it was a decent match. But once again, the Kai and Tai story, even as good as some of the, uh, the arcs are, uh, the formulas they used back then, I was uh, losing my patience with it a little bit. So I was glad we finally got a match with yeah. the headbangers. So that made everything better. 
Uh, and you're right. It was not a bad match considering out of all the matches, this one actually has been better. I mean, the more improved segments. So I'm with you. There was a lot of talent on both sides. I thought the headbangers were underrated. Uh, a lot of people don't uh, think of it as the headbangers, uh, I should say, as being that good, but they were solid hands to have. I agree. The headbangers were okay. Um, they got a little stale towards the end, but we'll get there. Um, we then get the casual GTX slam of the week, and that is Vader nailing the Vader bomb to Barry Windham last week on Raw. Uh, we then got another footage of Kane now getting his blood work done to prove DNA testing. Um, D Generation X then come out, which is exciting, and Xbox has Xbox has a microphone because I know there are WWF superstars watching us. I want to say DX got the game. Triple H says, I'm a hell of a drummer. I can bang a skin. He says, ladies, take a swing and back. I'll let you twirl my stick. Road Dog then says, rocking Cannibal Lecter. If you think you are going to, uh, he's calling Cannibal Lecter own heart. Uh, if you think you're going to, if you think, if you think we are going to let you pin down, come down that aisle and take our tiles, you got another thing coming. Low around here is DX. Triple H says, Rocky, remember this. It's not know your role. It's shut your hole. So we're starting to see, again, the beginnings of the rivalry between D-Generation X and the nation. We'll talk quickly about the match. And then when yeah, we come it's back, heating up. When we come back, we'll um, go over our thoughts. So here is the match. The tag titles are on the line. The champions, the New Age Outlaws with DX members. Taking on the Intercontinental Champion, The Rock, and Owen Hart with the nation. Here are some notes. The Nation and DX Brawl outside. Um, and then the Nation and DX are kicked out, except for China. The Rock nails a low blow to the Rock, to the Road Dog. People's Elbow, which then gets a two count. And I'm always surprised by how many people kick out of the People's Elbow because it wasn't his. Oh, I know. Uh, to, to be such a signature finisher for The Rock, uh, there was a lot of uh, opposition that kicked out. Uh, mm -hmm. Example this match. Yep. Billy Gunn then goes for a power slam, but Owen rakes his eyes and nails an enziguri, which gets a two count. Owen with a flying elbow to the road dog, and he bites the road dog's ear, causing the ear to bleed. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, uh, the road dog's ear. He he was bleeding. I mean, Owen Hart was uh, going for it all. I mean, he wasn't playing. I mean, those teeth were connecting with some uh, flesh of the ear. Sure was. Uh, and then the rock nails are rock bottom. And then Farouk runs out and nails a pile driver on the rock when the referee's back is turned and the road dog pins near on champion, the rock and the new age outlaws are your champions. I, I think we can talk about this match quick before we go to break. What were your thoughts on uh, seeing Farouk get involved and the new age outlaws get the win? I was fine with the new age outlaws getting the win because it, from a logical side, Farouk interfering would cost, uh, the nation, the match, because they, they turn on him. They made it personal. So Farouk's going to get his revenge and, and who better to execute a pound driver to and, and cause those problems than for Farouk to do it to the rock. So I was fine with it. I thought overall, this match was uh, pretty entertaining. I mean, anytime you got DX in the nation of domination, uh, I feel they had chemistry, these factions, whether you put them in a tag team of singles or whatever special uh, circumstance, it always was, uh, very fascinating was uh, these type of matches and even segments. 
I agree. And just, I feel like there with these teams, there was more action in this match, which was good to see. Speaking yeah, of a whole action, lot more. Stone Coast Steve Austin has been released from jail. Thank God. Which I think right there is a good point to kind of leave off. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to have the results from Kane and Paul Bearer's DNA samples. And if Stone Cold is released from jail, does that mean that he will get his hands on either McMahon, Briscoe, or Patterson? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, we are covering our Edge Years episode 27 recap, Raw is War from May 18th. 1998 and uh it's me and tyler here we're still covering the show and we're almost at the end of it so let's i know it's hard to believe uh this episode is flying by yeah we last left off with austin being released from jail but before we can see what happens with that we see a doctor come down to the ring with kevin kelly and the doctor says beyond a shadow of a doubt paul bearer is the biological dad of king now we know the truth. We know the truth. So now Kane and Paul Bearer come down, and Bearer says, Kane has accepted this a while ago. Undertaker, your mama was nothing but a two-bit whore. Yeah, that's harsh. Now, that's going to draw Undertaker out for sure. I mean, yeah. that when you yeah. call his mom a, that word, uh, that is fighting uh, verbiage there. Sure is. And he runs out, and he has a choke slam to Kane. He beats up Paul Bearer. Kane then yells a choke slam to Undertaker and Paul Bearer and Kane stop on Taker until Vader runs down and Vader clotheslines Kane to the outside and Taker chases Paul Bearer backstage. So Vader comes out to help even up the score with Undertaker. What do you think? I mean, the two of them did fight at No Way Out of Texas, so there's still some unfinished business between Vader and Kane. But Vader, why don't you get involved, man? Some family business over here. Yeah, but there's still that unfinished business you were mentioning with yeah. uh, between Vader and Kane and and Paul Bearer used to manage Vader. So there's a lot of good segues between not just Undertaker and Kane, but Vader. So I can see why it was necessary for him to come out and kind of aid the Undertaker, whether Taker needed it or not, in this uh, circumstance. And uh, I didn't have a problem with it. It just added it for me. Uh, and, I, of course, I loved how Kevin Kelly, the doctor, set up the interview and, and the segments prior and Paul Bear is uh, his daddy. He did the Darth Vader. He is Kane's father. Mm -hmm. he, like now we know there's no speculation. He is the dad. Yeah. He's not just telling uh, lies. Paul Bearer truthfully is the biological father to Kane. And uh, this was uh, just magical to me. I mean, it was part of the supernatural aspect to the whole uh, angle, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought I, it was uh, it was good. I'm actually at a loss for words because I'm getting emotional knowing Paul Bearer is his dad. Uh, Hallmark could have created this like in a horror love story. Oh, it would have worked. Huh? Uh, speak, <laughs> speaking of a Hallmark <laughs> horror story, we have the handicapped street fight. Uh, with We find out the guest referee for this match is Commissioner Slaughter. And champion Stone Cold Steve Austin will be taking on the two men of Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. And uh, here are some notes. Austin stomps on Patterson. 
He nails a stunner to Briscoe and a stunner to Pat. However, Slaughter attacks Austin, who gets hit with a stunner. And then Dude Love runs down, but Austin clotheslines him to the outside. He sends Dude Love into the railing. And then a fan with a Stone Cold Steve Austin mask nails Austin with a chair. Ruth takes off the mask to reveal it, none other than Vince McMahon. Dude Love attacks Stone Cold Steve Austin, applying the mandible claw. And Raw goes off the air. Vince McMahon outsmarting Stone Cold Steve Austin here tonight on Raw. What yeah. do you think of that whole mask situation? I thought it was good because uh, for McMahon to do that, we haven't seen uh, the chairman uh, come up with that kind of trick, if you will, to one up uh, the Texas rattlesnake stone cold, Steve Austin. And I was just entertained by Briscoe and Patterson and dude love and Austin in this street fight, seeing their attire and, and the way they were bumping all over the ring for stone cold and selling was tremendous. I, I just, I laughed in a good way, also in in a comical sense, but it just it was nostalgic for so many of us as fans, including yourself and yeah. uh, everyone involved. I just uh, I was trying to think of the right terminology to really describe this contest, but it just it was awesome from that uh, from that regard. Just seeing Vince uh, dress up as a fan, attack Austin with a steel chair, and and you never knew what you were going to expect from week to week. And that was the beauty of this period of wrestling. Yeah. This is the first time you're seeing, you know, aside from Bret Hart, a boss getting involved and fucking talent over. And, you know, yeah, we had seen it since yeah. Hart and McMahon in Montreal and then seeing it now even escalating more and more on a weekly basis. And then you never knew what they were going to come up with next like you mentioned, McMahon dressing up as the fan, having Briscoe and Patterson take on Austin or Dude Love getting involved. And then also Dustin Reynolds. I mean, he he got involved in this whole thing. DX the Nation. I mean, everything seemed to, even though they were even separate stories, would tie in Undertaker Kane. I mean, you could go down the line. Just great. A lot of great stuff. This is a great episode. It Tyler, was fun. Before we wrap up, what was your favorite moment from the night? Uh, Paul Bear revealing that he is Kane's dad. We we didn't need Maury or Dr. Phil for that. We we got the doctor in Nashville to confirm. A very uh highly uh you know recommended doctor, by the way, on the DNA testing. And uh, of course, that was one of them. Uh I felt the street fight just I know I keep going to Austin and McMahon or Kane and the Undertaker, but I can't help it. Uh I just said this was a reminder of why I fell in love and was actually adjusting and evolving as a fan, because I like the old school stuff and this kind of challenged that. However, I, I did come away with uh, like, this is good TV. I mean, not just as far as wrestling, but even with this genre, it just, it helped. I mean, this was definitely ahead of its time, even back in the late nineties. Yes, sir. A hundred percent. All right, my friend, we are going to wrap up now. Next week is episode 28 of the Attitude Years Raw's War coming to you live from I can't Maine, wait. Tip, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Well, then we're going to go over the edge in your house. Uh, that's episode 29. They're going to be live in Milwaukee. And then episode 30, Raw's War, June 1st, 98, from Chicago, Illinois. A lot's going to take place. Tyler, thank you for joining me. I know this is a You're quick very episode. welcome, man. 
Uh, um, it's always a, a fun time going, uh, taking that trip down memory lane, if you will. And I'm just excited to see what's going to happen next week. We know that Austin's not going to – he's not going to play with Vince screwing him over. So. No, I mean, especially after what we uh, just recounted and watched to uh, for prep for these uh, programs, Austin is going to be more livid and want more of that vengeance like only the Texas Rattlesnake can dish out. And you better believe there's going to be some Steve Weisers involved. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Stay safe, and uh, we will be back with Attitude Years, episode 28. We'll see y'all. Bye.